T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. I'm Susan Lee Taylor in for Rebecca Corral, and here's what's happening. Glide Church in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood is the center of activity for the San Francisco Police Department Tactical Squad. KCBS's Tim Ryan joins us to tell us a man who may or may not have been injured in an officer-involved shooting this morning is refusing to come out of the sanctuary. Susan, this began with a call to police at 6.36 a.m., a man with a knife nearby on Jones Street. There was a confrontation, and at least one officer fired at the man who then fled into the church building on Taylor Street. We have our tactical units and our crisis hostage negotiation team on scene. Uh, We are communicating with the subject and trying to create a peaceful resolution as soon as possible. Police spokesman Robert Rueca says it's not clear whether the man was shot in that confrontation with police or is otherwise injured, but he is not cooperating with officers. We do know the location of where the subject is. Uh, We're in in, uh, communication with him, and um, this is not a hostage uh, situation. There is no one in the building that is in in danger or in any surrounding buildings that's in danger. No one else was injured. Police seem content to continue talking or trying to talk with this man to end this thing peacefully. Sections of Taylor and Ellis Streets do remain closed. Reporting in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood, Tim Ryan, KCBS. Thank you, Tim. And let's stay in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood, where the streets seem to be just as crowded as ever. Local organizations are pushing for more action to protect residents of this district. KCBS reporter Kathy Novak joins us now with more on that. Kathy? Yes, Susan, before the pandemic, the Tenderloin was a place where hundreds of people were living on the streets and shelters and in crowded SROs. And the supervisor of that district, Matt Haney, says that is still the case today. He's joined with community leaders and written a letter to the mayor and public health team to demand, among other things, that unhoused people be moved to hotel rooms, more access to bathrooms and hand washing stations and designated encampment areas. Here's Supervisor Haney. Um, We also have crowded sidewalks and we need to look at closing down some of the streets uh, so that people can walk and have more space. The mayor announced something around slow streets today, which is just for Ellis. Um, That's a great start, but it's not enough. He's had some response from the mayor's office on some of the issues. In the safe camping areas, they're lurking into it. They told me yesterday it competes cost-wise with the hotels. Many of the answers have to do with cost, that it's too expensive. Well, if there's an outbreak in this community and people lose lives, there's nothing more costly than that and filling up our emergency rooms. 
The city has started moving some unhoused people into hotel rooms, largely focusing on taking the burden off of hospitals by relocating people who have tested positive or been exposed to COVID-19, but no longer need a hospital bed. Kathy Novak, KCBS. Crowds have flocked to an East Bay neighborhood to try and access Mount Diablo State Park, even though it's closed due to the COVID-19 crisis. KCBS's Kerry Hudasek reports from Clayton, where the situation has created some controversy. There's no public parking area, so you have to find a street spot. For the last few weeks, hikers like Steve and Megan have found other ways to access Mount Diablo State Park because the main entrance is closed. Why still go if the main entrance is closed? Because we still want to get our workout in. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find ways, you know, because it's limited now. There's only only one trail open where they live in Oakley, which is why they drove here to the end of Regency Drive. There's an unsupervised entrance to the park. It's become more cluttered with cars each week, though. About two dozen lined both sides of the road Tuesday morning, and neighbors are frustrated with the lack of social distancing. Signs read that parking permits are required on weekends and federal holidays. The city plans to look at whether to make those restrictions permanent until the shelter-in-place order is removed. That's why Dale from Dublin is here to take advantage of the situation before it's too late. I want to get one last run in just in case they decide to change the rules for entering the state park. In Clayton, Carrie Hudasek, KCBS. The pandemic has made all kinds of work a lot more complicated, even picking up the garbage. KCBS reporter Keith Manconi tells us more about the impact on one anti-dumping program in San Jose. Beautify SJ is the city's program to fight blight and clean up trash left behind at illegal dump sites. This was already a busy job before the pandemic began, but since the lockdown, the pace of work has had to slow dramatically, forcing the city to scale back from visiting 70 such dump sites each day to now only 25. One major challenge. Making sure that our staff has all of the safety equipment and PPE that they do need. Beautify SJ program manager Olympia Williams. Knowing that we have to have these particular items has slowed us down just a tad bit. Also difficult, she says, the city can typically rely on a core of 20,000 resident volunteers to help spot illegal dumping and help pick it up. But they're sheltering in place now, too. So in response, the city is surge staffing to get ahead of the problem. The goal so that when that shelter in place is lifted and modified, we can kind of get back to business as close to normal as possible. In the Silicon Valley Bureau, Keith Manconi, KCBS. Subscribe to the all local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying play KCBS radio.